listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, everyone. Just a few preliminary notes. Confirmation sign up has now begun. Uh, for our upcoming 11th graders, uh, of course, you can see the information in the bulletin, and uh, it will send you to a link, um, and it will kind of give you all the details, just letting you all know that. Also, we need still more adult chaperones for our VBS coming up. We have a lot of kids uh, for our big program here at our wonderful parish. We do need adult chaperones, so please pray about that and see if you're available, if you can help. And then, of course, you can see our envelopes in the back for our youth fundraiser. I think we're the only parish that allows um, our youth to participate for free at any event that's on campus. And so, of course, with our generous parish, we're able to make that happen. Uh, I'm sure some of you, maybe even most of you, know that we're coming on the tail end of our preaching series for this Easter season. In fact, our altar server made the comment. He said, so it's like a TV series. We're on episode six. I said, yep, we're on episode six. The season finale is next week. Uh, uh, of course, all of our homilies are recorded. We are doing this preaching series to help teach the faith. So often people may kind of fall behind in their understanding, especially something so central as the sacraments. So this preaching series is supposed to help with that. Our homilies are recorded and put on the website. Uh, we even have a podcast uh, that I participate in for our parish, and that's also accessed by the website on the parish. Today we celebrate kind of two things. Uh, the first is the ascension of our blessed Lord. Christ ascended body and soul by his own power into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. Christ foretold his ascension uh, throughout the Gospels and accomplished this on the 40th day after his resurrection in the presence of many witnesses all recorded. In fact, the early church gives unanimous uh, testimony to this. Every time they talk about Christ's death and resurrection, they also mention his ascension into heaven. Why did Jesus, the Savior, ascend into heaven? Well, it was the crowning work of redemption. For the first time in history, there's a person in heaven, a material body in heaven. There was God, there's the angels, but no person was ever in heaven. And now with the ascension of Christ, where the head goes, the body will follow. Christ opened up the gates. And so with his ascension of body and soul into heaven, it's a pledge of our own ascension into heaven. As his adopted sons and daughters, we go where Christ goes. So when he ascended into heaven, he showed us the way of where we will go. Finally, he ascended into heaven so that he can send the Holy Spirit. 
the Father and the Son sending the Holy Spirit. That'll be next weekend at the Pentecost. But Christ ascended body and soul into heaven not to leave us by ourselves. When Christ ascended into heaven, he didn't do so so that he can be further away from his people. Christ ascended into heaven so that he can be closer to us. How? Through the Eucharist. Think about it. If Christ was still walking among us, body, just as he was with his apostles, he can only be at one place at one time in the entire world. But now through the Eucharist, he is at every place, on every altar, every single day, for all of his people. In the Eucharist, Jesus is present, even more to us than when he walked the earth. When Jesus preached, the disciples could not yet receive communion. Yet when Jesus ascended into heaven and he gave us the Holy Spirit, the channels of divine grace, the sacraments, he used and still uses to be among his children. And the Eucharist is the crown jewel of them all. In fact, that is the sacrament that we'll go into today. The Eucharist. The Eucharist in Scripture, it's an enormous topic. In fact, with all of the sacraments, I first start off where the sacraments are found at in Scripture, but because the Eucharist is so great, it's really the Son of God made flesh and He's sacramentally present among us, the Eucharist can be said that in a certain way, all of salvation history is directed toward it. Because all of salvation history is directed to Jesus. The New Testament itself, revealing the Eucharistic mystery, uh, makes recourse many times to the Old Testament and the prophecies of the Eucharist. Kind of the main sensual theme of the entire Bible is this idea of a covenant. Or this, uh, especially in the Old Testament, this Passover meal. Think about it. Jesus in the upper room, when he established the Eucharist, he said, he spoke of the blood of the covenant. This covenant began in the Old Testament, but was continued through the Passover meal. The Passover meal was a sacrifice of a victim, but also a meal for a gathered family. The Mass is the representation of Calvary, where we partake of his body and blood. The Passover meal was kind of celebrated in memory of the liberation of the sons and daughters from bondage in Egypt. It was a great remembrance. In the Eucharist, that's why only those free from bondage of sin, of mortal sin, can partake of the Eucharist. Christ is fulfilling that remembrance. The Passover meal was a great commemoration, a great memory 
of the great event of Exodus, this being free from slavery to sin, slavery to Pharaoh crossing the Red Sea, the Mass truly makes present this great event of Christ on the cross, where he won redemption for us, where we are made free from our bondage to slavery of sin. Throughout the New Testament, anytime they talk about the Eucharist, it's always about the completion of the Old Testament. Just if you know your Old Testament, Eucharist means to give thanks. Israelite people were called to constantly give thanks. The Lord's Supper, the spiritual food and drink, communion, the Lord's table, the bread of life, the heavenly bread, the breaking of the bread, the altar, the Lamb of God, all of this points to different images of the Old Testament and how they worshiped God. The Eucharist completes it, all of it. In fact, that you, like I said, you can look at it to where all of Scripture points to the Eucharist because the Eucharist is the author of sacred Scripture. What about today? What about me and you when we receive communion? When we receive communion, when Catholics receive communion worthily and well, free from any and all mortal sin, there are effects that happen, de facto, because God shows up. There are salvific and redemptive effects. The primary one is that we're more in union with Jesus. It unites us more and more to Jesus every single time. In fact, if you truly pray about this, it's true. Every single time you receive communion worthily and well, it is supposed to be the best time you've ever received communion. It's not so much your first communion. Every single time you receive communion, you grow closer to Christ. So the best time you've ever received communion was the last time. And the best time you will ever receive communion will be the next time. That's true for the priest too. The Eucharist as food for our souls preserves us and increases the supernatural life of the soul, giving us grace and healing us of venial sins, fostering a spiritual joy within my heart. It's a pledge of heavenly bliss of the future resurrection of Christ and of our own body. Jesus says in the bread of life, Discourse chapter 6 of John, he says, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has everlasting life, and I will raise them on the last day. The ascension and the Eucharist go hand in hand. The Eucharist is the greatest sacrament. It's the apex of all of them. All the other sacraments are directed to the Eucharist. Because while all the sacraments give grace, in the Eucharist is truly present the author of all grace, Christ the Lord. The Eucharist is a person the person of the incarnate word, really present under the veils. 
of bread and wine. From the Eucharist, we not only receive the grace of Christ, but we receive both the grace of Christ and Christ himself in person. The Eucharist represents the center and foundation of the spiritual life of every single Catholic. When Jesus says his last words, he says, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. He means the Eucharist. In the Eucharist, he is with us to the end of the age, even after his ascension, body and soul into heaven. If angels could be jealous of people for any reason, it would be for only one reason. Holy Communion. Because not even angels can receive communion. The greatest love story ever told is contained within a host. And in fact, in that little white host is the solution to every problem in the world big and small. I wish to end with one of my favorite quotes from our patron saint, St. Pius X. Holy communion is the shortest and the safest way to heaven. There are other ways, like innocence, but innocence is for little children. There is penance, but we are afraid of it. There's also generous endurance of our trials, but when the trials come, we weep and ask why. The surest, the easiest, the shortest way to heaven is the Eucharist.